This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday week. Hello from the other side edition where we speak with the opposition. Today I've got Josh from Gloucestershire Live who's going to tell us all about Forest Green Rovers because I've got to be honest, Josh, I know nothing about Forest Green Rovers apart from the manager and Charlie, Charlie Savage. So, um, well, um, let's just start from the beginning. So how did you end up following um, Forest Green Rovers? Because I can't imagine that was, a, that was a, 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 a nice experience at the start, was it? No, so... Um... I started the gig at the start of the season um ended up getting the the role for Gloucester Live this season um so tried to follow them as much as I can and then managed to get on the BBC Radio Gloucester as well to to summarize uh, on the commentary so that that was a great way in as well and it's not been the greatest season uh, on the pitch but certainly off the pitch I've been able to get myself into a lot of opportunities and that's what I'm really delighted about yeah fantastic um so would you say is this, is this just a step too far? I'd normally ask, like, how's your season going? But we, we know how the season's going. Um, not very great. Is it just a step too far for Forest Green Rovers? You know, double promotion from the National League straight to League One. At the same time, I think um, they, they earned the opportunity. They earned the right to be in this division. But I think starting to believe that at the start of the season was, was difficult. They had to, I don't think any of the players had really played at League One level before. You had Connor Wickham in scoring goals, to be fair to him, just maybe wasn't the right fit for him. It, it yeah. certainly benefited both parties, Connor Wickham, because he, he got mm-hmm. fit again, he was scoring goals and he, he put himself back on the map. But at the same time, when he left in at New Year, I think you could kind of see it coming at the same time. So maybe just a few few parts didn't really work out this season. Um, bit of mismanagement in areas I haven't really got the recruitment spot on so far and made a lot of changes in January just uh, there was chief executive moved on back end of last year so there's just been a lot of change and obviously Duncan Ferguson coming in replacing the manager there's just been so much uh, in the way of a lack of continuity that has really affected them on the pitch I think. Yes, you, they lost Rob Edwards didn't they in the summer 
which was like a big blow, and it because he was like a big part of getting promoted out out of the out of the conference into the league two, and obviously he led you to the title last season, which is huge. So him leaving, who did they replace him with? So Ian Birchnell was start of the season, so he was came. He, in. Was, was he was he like their assistant, or did you actually recruit him in? No, he was recruited. He was back end of last season. He was going for the playoffs with Notts County. Right. Um, and I think they got knocked out by, I think it was Grimsby at home. Um, he, I don't think, not in, I don't think he'd already moved, but I think, um, I think the offer from Forest Green was, was due to come for Ian Birch. And I think they'd kind of seen him as the, the next man to come in. Um, and then, yeah, Ian came along. Um, was a lovely, lovely guy, Ian. Got on really well with Ian. And I think mm. everything, everything he did meant well. Um, did go through a couple of stages where it was it was tough. Young family, he was travelling uh, quite a fair distance to get to games, and yeah, it was it was, wasn't wasn't pretty at times. But Ian moved on in in January. He's now Andelect, which is a bit of an odd one, but he's worked in Scandinavia. Oh, yeah. If I'm um, travelling to get Forest Green Rovers was a, a long commute. <laughs> Bell yeah. chips, it seems all right. Yeah, and then he um he's managed to get a, I think it's assistant coach at, at Anderlecht. So best of luck to him is um and and what he moves on to. Like you said, it's it's a hell of a hell of a trek to get over to to Belgium as well. Yeah. So let's just hit on the um so Connor Wickham. He came in. I, I completely forgot he played for you. Actually, now I just remember that goal from Arthur Airline he scored in the um, FA Cup. Um, was it? Did he just look too good for you when when he was playing for you? Or I think um, part of his game didn't suit what Forest Green needed to be. I think you've probably seen Conor Wickham first hand as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, at the same time, he his his style of play is very. If the ball's not at his feet, he's not really in the game, kind of thing, or not into him he's never going to run the run the channels or, or anything like that but he did once you get the ball into the box you, you score goals he, he did score goals and you, you look at the the, t- the players who are top top scorers this season and, and Connor Wickham is still still up there so I think that's just a, a pointer to say well there's not been enough goals throughout the team either and if Connor Wickham didn't score and then it, that was kind of the, the feeling that you were going to get the problem was we yeah. Didn't really have the ball in the final third enough, as you can probably tell by the amount of goals that has been scored this season. Mm-hmm. Um, just couldn't keep the ball and couldn't sustain tax long enough. I think sometimes when we're going away to some of the, the bigger, nicer grounds, I don't think the belief is there to really capitalise on any spells of pressure. For example, going to Plymouth last week, a couple of really good opportunities to counter-attack. You just feel a little bit more confidence in the group. Yeah, uh, A few wins... Just well, just a couple of draws on the road sometimes just just helps out. No yeah. way since July the thirtieth away at Bristol Rovers is is a bit pretty damning damning start. Mm. Yeah, I um, I can I can remember when you came to Hillsborough, we won five nil, and we didn't we didn't play play particularly well that game even though we won five nil, and I thought there were opportunities for Forest Green to actually like attack us a bit more as well in that in that game. Like you just hit the nail on the head there, but like you said, probably no belief. And they can do it for some reason. Um, before we get into the current squad, let's just talk about the um, the journey to League One. Um, were you a big part of that? Were you following that at all before you got the gig at BBC? Um, I followed it, but mainly as as what Forest Green were kind of 
um, they were coming up the leagues very, um, very ambitious. And because of the way they set up the club and Dale Vince being um, who he is and a vegan enthusiast and everything to do with the club, you, you kind of take a little bit of notice, but I wouldn't say I was, I was following it closely by any means and followed a little bit last year to, to the fact that they were absolutely flying in the league at early stages. They thought they were definitely there and then had a, a real tough spell in in a time where you thought are they going to throw throw it away but they ended up winning the title and uh on the final day so that was that was a big moment but you just look at enough of that team now um that the team is hardly anything like that season i think they just couldn't keep together too many of the same players mm. for example I'd, we were on commentary last week and um we looked at the side of who actually played in the reverse fixture at Plymouth and there was only two players who actually played in the oh, game wow. earlier in the season so you just think the the title winning side's been been they all went their separate ways to be honest you can't begrudge Jack Aitchison, Ebu Adams, Nicky Callan, Kane Wilson all go in their separate ways they've, they've earned the opportunity and to to do what they want to do in their move it's just at the same time Forest Green were kind of left with all the pieces. To yeah, and you lost the manager as well. So it was just like, it's uh, a lot to take on, isn't it? From yeah. Highest I've ever been League One, I think, as well, isn't it? So it's like... Yeah. First season in League One ever. Yeah. You've got a, a very... manager and your best players. Yeah. So it was never going to be easy. No, um, no. I think I think everyone at the club would have understood that it's going to be a difficult season, but at the same time, a few decisions here and there that just haven't haven't worked out and you just look back and you think maybe not the right calls at times but it's also now trying to plan for next season I think a lot of fans will would expect now to be relegated because of such a gap I think a lot of fans have come around to the idea Duncan Ferguson is definitely not that that way he's not looking at the table he's just focusing on improving the players um Mm -hmm. in his press conferences he said he isn't even looking at the table he said it will keep him keep him up at night if he did. Yeah. So have you um, followed any, any of those players that left? Have they done done well since leaving Forest Green, or have they just disappeared? Um, like? So, it, strangely, a lot of them ended up being injured. Huh. Um, so, what what happened last year was they ran a very small squad. A very they, to be fair, they didn't get many injuries. And now they're all getting injured this season, which is odd, I know. But they it, it was something that Ian Birchnell referred to earlier in the season. A, a lot of the players who played in that squad last season are now injured or getting injured. Um, Jordan Moore-Taylor being one who's currently still at the club, who is injured, he just can't seem to get fit. They right. just they seem to have... Their, their running outputs last season was so large that they've ended up getting injured this season. So... Maybe it's a bit of a hangover from that. Yeah. At some point, it was always going to catch up with them being such a, an intense style of play and everybody moving their separate ways has ended up being on the injury table in, in different circumstances. That's annoying. That must be frustrating. Right, so let's go to current playing squad now. So I only really know Charlie Savage. Um, how's he getting on? And then is there anyone apart from him who you, who you think could hurt us? And when you do go down, who you might think someone might cherry pick and think they could do a job for them? Yeah, Charlie Savage has had a, a good start. It was a real nice moment when he did get his first senior goal, and 
I turned around and you could see Robbie Savage celebrating on the TV. That was yeah. I looked one way and I could see Savage celebrating. I could turn one way and he was Savage was celebrating in the corner. So it was it was a real <laughs> nice moment um, to see that. And yeah, he's getting on well. It took up a bit of a different role last week, playing a lot more forward than I think he would have wanted. But running such a they literally in in January there was 11, 11 signings, eleven outgoings. And now, now he's struggling to fill a bench. <laughs> it's it, it's really really strange. But Savage is getting on, getting on well, and he turned down Wales duty in the mm. week. Yeah, I saw that. He wanted to um, he wants to stay and keep the fight going. But it's also because they don't have a lot of players as it is. So yeah, I think that was a welcome thing to have Charlie still around. And um, that, I don't shows think that, that, that shows good attitude of the player, and that's something what gets throwing at footballers a lot, especially these days, a younger talent, but they're not even, I mean, because like, Charlie Savage could, he could think I'm not Forest Green and I'm not going to be in next season. Like, why do I care? Um, but for him to actually say that, I think that's good character. Yeah. Uh, and still only a young lad as well. Yeah. Um, just, you, you got to have the right people around you. I think Robbie Savage was quite adamant in the fact that he wants to come to a side who is fighting relegation because, you got to appreciate in football that it's not always going to be going for titles, going for promotion, going for playoff campaigns. It is going to be hard at times going into a dressing room that's so low on confidence, absolutely yeah. shattered. Um, so you've got a lot of things to to really go into a group. And to be fair to him, he's he's come out and he, he will get a very good um, good thing from coming to Forest Green at this stage of the season. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing is a relegation on the CV is the only thing that you can you can look at. Yeah, I don't, is, I don't think that's I don't think that will harm him to be honest. Not at all. And I think he'll see it as a as a great uh, learning curve coming into a, a dressing room that's that is like that. It's not always going to be easy. No. And um, players it's it's tough who's gonna keep a move. I think Corey O'Keefe has done well this season. Um but he's suspended at the weekend. He got yellow card against Plymouth and he's out for two games. Um, so you won't have, to, Is he a good player? won't have to watch out for him. Um, Corey O'Keefe has had a good season. Um, very uh, off the cuff, but he does get a lot of assists. Right. So sometimes if, you, if you're trying to play a really a rigid shape, um, I think Corey can, can be found out sometimes. But absolutely, he's a gr like, great asset. Um, going forward, he gets a lot of lot of assists. I think personally, I think his best position is right back, but he's playing right, right. wing at the moment. Okay. Just has that little bit of extra time to to get in the quality ball, and he, he's less having to go at players. He's more picking out a delivery, or and he really does have good delivery. So I think he'd be more suited to that. Job um, is not playing then, because I think that's our biggest weakness. Would is always been crossing. <laughs> so not as much this season, but you know. That helps. <laughs> Another thing is is how physical Sheffield Wednesday are. Mm. It could be a real mismatch when it comes to aerial duels and even just last week against a, a Plymouth side who aren't necessarily going to be loading the ball, loading the box with, with men, trying to get heads on it. I feel like it could be a real mismatch if, if it goes physical. Yeah, if it's a, we've, if got it's some a, big, we've got some big stags in our team. You know, Aidan Flint being one of them. You know, he's absolutely... Yeah. Mammoth for a man, isn't he? So, so they have a good game against Barnsley. I think they, they, they're going to have to react um, against that Barnsley. And I think 
from a you know I mean from an arrogant cocky point of view, playing a team of minus forty goal difference is probably the best team to to play against after you've just yeah. lost your unbeaten run. I think so, averaging averaging almost two goals a game as well. It's 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 you'd expect to score a couple of goals against Forest Green. Yeah. You'd be disappointed if you don't. Um, Taking the sold out is it a big is it a, a bit of buzz around the? I mean, I know it's not like Sheffield Wednesday of old turning up, but it still must be for some fans who have supported Forest Green. It must be huge for them, yeah. I believe that is pretty full. I think there was five thousand one hundred against Bristol Rovers, so it'd probably be in the same sort of ballpark, right? Um, so, which is pretty really decent crowd, um, if you're thinking about it. But mm. Forest Green Rovers, um, from where they've they've come from. Um, but yeah, it'd be good to see another a really big sized club coming down to, to Forest Green, and it's yeah, a little who, bit. Who's, who's came down so far? Has Derby been there and stuff? Yeah, is it like at, at the so seen. at the big ones? Um, I don't think I've seen Derby. I've seen Ipswich very early in the season. Plymouth, yeah. seen, um, Bristol Rovers was a good one um, because. They don't have far to travel, do they? So right, is that is it? Would that be classed as their like, biggest biggest derby? I, I, I literally know nothing about yeah. Forest Green, mate. So this is like all new to me. It, it's West Country derby, so it, it's right. not too far away. Our first game of the season, we went Forest Green went down there, and that was that was a really good occasion. It was still yeah. blaring sunshine at the time, and yeah. didn't feel like football then. It just felt like. Um, just going into a new season, it was just going to be all hunky dory again. But how things change when the uh, when the rain starts to kick in and the, and the cold afternoons. So before we wrap it up, um, Duncan Ferguson must admit I think a lot of people saw that uh, breaking news on Twitter and stuff when they when they got him. And shocking, really. I thought that was quite a, a big, a big and a big appointment, really. It's like from him, from a hit. Because like Everton fans have always said give him the job. So if Everton fans are saying give give him the job to the end of the season or give him the permanent job, that shows you how high they regard him as. Yeah, you know, he's never really done a bad job when he's been in charge of Everton. I, know, I think he's only won one game when he was in charge of Everton. But when you become interim, interim manager, it's not because your your team is doing absolute dire. So, um, but it's a, it's a big name, isn't it? And getting him in um, to Forest Green it brings a lot of exposure to the club. It's exactly that. It's exposure to the club, and it gives Duncan Ferguson a great opportunity to get his first role in senior management as well. Mm. I think he, he said from the off he wanted to do it the hard way. Someone, someone like uh, playing Bristol Rovers, Joey Barton, for example, he went into to League One, went into Fleetwood, tried yeah. to do it a little bit more difficult. If you know what I mean, not just. I think he also probably at the time thought um, eleven years at, at Everton loved by Everton fans and it's yeah. amazing how many times we go to um go to grounds and everybody wants a picture with with Dunk but he's brilliant for that he's a brilliant yeah. man to to speak to everybody and he genuinely wants to talk to everybody he wants to hear people's stories yeah. and sometimes you think to yourself, you just you're just sitting there and smiling because it, it is nice that people do idolize him in in areas and it's incredible that Forest Green have been able to attract a name like that to, to Gloucestershire, it was surprised me at the time, and I yeah. couldn't believe couldn't believe my eyes when it was uh, all unfolding. Yeah, what type um, what type of football is he playing? Because obviously at Everton, when, whenever we took over at Everton, it was always like let's just make it compact and hard to beat. Basically, I imagine that's what he's going to do for you this season. But 
surely next season he's going to go for he's, he's got the aim is going to be promotion again, is it not? Yeah, I'd say so. Four three three is straight from the off what we saw. Right. Um, it was interesting that first game at Shrewsbury how he was going to set up. It's hard to get too much of a gauge from from the first opening games, but I think once he gets his players who he he trusts, he believes in, um, I'm sure they'll start to see a bit more a bit more in the way of how we want Duncan Ferguson to play. Um, he wants to play with with width, um, playing four three three. Birchnell used to adopt like a three at the back with wing backs mm. in more of a um three five two sort of the trend these days isn't it, that formation yeah i've seen a lot of teams do it and I, I did ask him once are you seeing that a lot more and he said yeah you see it a lot more in in the lower sort of divisions because of teams wanting to be compact more often than not but it's becoming a major tool isn't it you're, you're seeing yeah. a lot a lot of clubs especially in league one adopting that that sort of uh formation yeah, it's what we, it's what we play as well yeah, Plymouth the same. Plymouth are getting a lot of joy from it. So, um, in the press conference, he he said that um, pretty much how Plymouth play, it could be the same sort of tactics, which was yeah. odd because we play without a striker. So <laughs> there's no striker on the pitch on on Sunday. Um, it could be a, a very similar similar strategy. It was kind of like a a box formation. It was like four four two, but the the two wingers were very inverted and stay in that compact, yeah. compact shape. If they if they're delivering crosses from deep, and then pretty happy with that, try and back yourself. But at the mm. same time, if you offer too many crosses to Sheffield Wednesday, then they're gonna yeah, some yeah. Get some Smith physical. and Gregory up top will be will most likely be the part the, the partnership up top. I mean, that's they're two big lads. They love an header. Yeah, and so, we've got we've got some good crosses of the ball, especially Marvin Johnson and Reese James, a few players. So. So um, either way, either way, it's going to be a really difficult task, and I think deep down Ferguson probably knows that. Yeah, I mean, we we have to react from that from a Wednesday point of view. I mean, I think it's the first time this season where we've, where we've took one point out of six. So it's like it's like probably the worst run we've been on all season. I can't remember. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I can't remember taking anything like we definitely haven't lost two in a row. So, so it's going to be. So this is literally the worst we've played all season these past two games, results-wise. In front of the cameras again as well. Yeah. So on Sky, it's huge for Forest Green. We've got to react. We've just gone through a record-breaking unbeaten 23 games, which might not ever happen again in my lifetime because it's the club's 156 years old, and it's happened yeah. once. You know I mean, it's, this this season it's happened for the first time ever. So it was a remarkable journey i mean I, I said on on our main show this week but i'd rather we beat we we, we drew with Bar barnsley and lost it to forest green as having them take the unbeaten streak was a bit annoying so i'm i i want to see 11 snarling beasts on that on that um on that pitch on on sunday and really really go out go at forest green rovers and make because a lot of people on twitter now from ipswich and derby and stuff have, and Barnsley are thinking we're going to blow the tile. So I think they need to make a Still in a great position is, is what mm -hmm. you can think. And I believe Ipswich have got a bit of a bit of a tough run in as well. Yeah. So just if you're in that position, it's about keep holding your nerve, isn't it? This yeah. Year. If, if you, you can't often argue with where you're finishing the table because the table doesn't lie, does it? Not at all, mate. Right then, Josh, it's been great speaking to you. Um, before we go, 
quick prediction? I would say 3-1 to Sheffield Wednesday. All right. Well, I'm going to go 5-0. I couldn't quite go that high. (laughs) Cheers, pal. Thank you very much. Balls. Ghoulies. Champs. Tackle. Knackers. Chaise long and armchairs. Dangleberries. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0. The Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Cojones. Pebbles. Gonads. Plums. Family jewels. Brass clankers. The fourth generation trimmer features our cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It's also waterproof and has a 4K LED spotlight if you need a more advanced shave. Eggs. Itchy and scratchy. Mitchell Brothers. Jewels. Hanging Brain. Twin Bank Robbers. Chaps. Walnuts. Gobstoppers. Gooseberries. Stabilizers. The Manscaped 4.0 Bundle. It reduces your risk of getting an ingrowing hair. It keeps them clean. It keeps them tidy. And it also increases your chance of fellatio by about 15%. That works out about 2% if you're uh, if you're married. So, you know. Anyway, enter the code TWW20 into the checkout. That's TWW20 into the checkout. And you can get yourself a 20% discount. Not too shabby, eh? For our European listeners, Velata Testicular... It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.